Hello and welcome to Borked, the podcast by Geeks for Geeks. I'm your host, David Eagle. I have with me my co-host, Rev. Hello. Hello. And we have some special guests for you today. We've got an old friend of the crew uh, whose name is Kev. How's it going, Kev? What's up? I'm doing good. Good, man. And we also have a special guest who is a Twitter follower of ours and a fan of the show, listens to the, listens to the podcast, and started giving me some grief this week about uh, the, the representation of the PS3 console on the Borked podcast. And so I said, uh, you know, if your console is so great, uh, let's have you on the show talking about it. So we've got Zach Graham joining us for this week as a special guest. Hello, Zach. What's up? Not a lot, man. Welcome. All right. So what we want to do is talk about our weeks first. And I guess I can start. Um, geeky things that I've been up to this week include uh, watching Doctor Who, season one. Uh, I found out it was on Netflix streaming, and I thought, you know, what better way to torture my wife than... Christopher Eccleston. And then watching Christopher Eccleston as Doctor Who. And it's been cool. I mean, the production value is low, as you would expect, but the, the stories are good, and it's sci-fi, so I'll, I will make a lot of, you know, allowances for a good sci-fi story, even if it doesn't have the best special effects or whatever. So it's been fun. Um, I've also been recording. I recorded another podcast. I aside, listened to it. it aside awesome. from this, oh, was it? Ah, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recorded that with a gentleman named Creoni, and uh, it's about guild leadership. I'll have a link to it in the show notes. You guys should all check it out if you play WoW, um, and maybe even if you don't play WoW, if you just want to. Well, this specific episode doesn't really, you know, translate well to other um, cr- crowds of people, but. I think it's really good, and I had a lot of fun doing it. So I'm looking forward to doing that again later this week. And what else have I been up to this week that's been geeky? Not a whole lot besides those two things. I mean, just playing uh, playing WoW with the gang. We downed TOC in uh, Olduvar. I don't know if we talked about that last week, because I don't... I think, yeah, we must have. So we did that, and I think that's just about it. Did you see my uh, suggestion? Or... I did. Yeah, you suggested we're, what we're doing with that other podcast is it doesn't have a name, otherwise I would tell you the name, and we're accepting uh, listener suggestions for names, and the the person with the name that we choose, who suggests the name that we choose, is going to win a prize. And we don't know what it is. Um, it could be a juggling ball with gross, mysterious stuff on it. It could be something way cooler than that. I think just about anything else would be way cooler than that, but... Um, we're trying to get people to participate and we don't have any good ideas. So we figure someone out there probably does. So, uh, yeah, you're boondoggled. boondoggled. Your suggestion has been noted (laughs) and entered into the competition and we'll see what happens with that. Um, that was pretty much it for my week. As far as, as far as all that goes, I actually kind of got introduced to the world of Warcraft soundtrack, um, through that podcast and it was awesome. The, the wow music is really amazing, and if you like classical music, somebody said, I believe it may have been one of the Instance podcasters, said that the modern-day classical music is is essentially the movie score, and I think that's true. The, the really dramatic, exciting classical music is coming from movie scores, but it's also coming from video games, so I think it's cool that um, the WoW soundtracks are out there and they're available for purchase, and uh, we can listen to them and enjoy them, because they're really good, and it's really this... I don't know, it, it creates, it's evocative, it, it creates a world, and uh, just listening to it is, is fun. So, um, I think that's it for me. I don't know, Kev, did you have a particularly geeky week, or how, how'd that go for you? It was so-so. I mean, 
I've been watching Eureka, which is an awesome show. And I think that everybody should watch that show. And that's I mean, on sci-fi, right? It, it is on sci-fi. Yes, it is on sci-fi. And it it's pretty, pretty geeky, I'll have to admit. And I've watched, this is, I think, my second or third season that I've watched. And I'm way into it. Um, but besides that, I did purchase StarCraft, the original one, with the Brood War expansion. And I've been playing that on and off for the past couple of weeks or so. And it's interesting because when I play, normally when I play games, I never like listen to what they have to say, like the lore of anything. I just fast forward and say, let me get to playing. Right, right, right. And this time around, I'm actually listening to it and reading what everything is about. And it's interesting, the storyline behind it. And it's the same for a while. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I know I'm doing quests. <laughs> yeah, I like, I just got to get 10 bear heads. I don't know. That's it, yeah. Yeah, I know I know what you mean. It's funny that you, I mean, just last week on the podcast, we were talking about how Rev and Jay and everybody at PAX went and they started playing, what was it, Diablo 2? Yeah, and uh, Warcraft 3. Oh, I didn't know you guys played Warcraft 3. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks to uh, Battle.net, just downloaded it that oh, night. Oh, is it, did you just purchase it or... No, uh, you can put your. Oh, CD that's key right. You can add your download. Oh, yeah. man, that's cool. So it's the new. It's Blizzard Steam now, which is great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you guys were playing that. It's funny that now, Kev. The next week, you're out getting uh, StarCraft One, and uh, I don't know. Is it still fun? Is it still a good it time? It is still fun, but you know, I have to say that the graphics are really suck. <laughs> They're like bad, and the music is very, very cheesy. Compared to games nowadays, it, Not it's amazing how far games have come from then. I don't are, know when that was released, like 1996 or something. Are there any? Is there any voice acting? Are there vocals at all, or is it just text? There are some vocals from like the main characters throughout the um, the StarCraft universe, I guess, like to give you like um, missions to go on. But other than that, not really. Well, I guess yeah. The units give you some some uh, little talking back to you. And when you click on them, right? Like, yeah, when you click on when you click on them, like any other like any other RTS. <laughs> but, but I think that was all started by Red Alert. But I don't know. Possibly, which was also a, a good game. A fantastic game, but only the first one. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever play the first person? Uh, Red alert. Was that generals or was that something else? Uh, yeah, yeah, I played that. It was for Command and Conquer. It wasn't Red Alert. It was the oh, yeah, future Command one. Conquer. Yeah, it's that, Renegade. And that that completely blew. I actually yeah, bought that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, uh, first person. I'm like, so I installed it and I started playing, and I probably played a total of five minutes of that game. Oh, <laughs> it was pretty terrible. Yeah. I I think I put, I want to say there was multiplayer with it too. And it was pretty horrible as well. Yeah, there was multiplayer and that's what I was excited about. And I was not excited at all to play it when I, once I started playing it. Yeah. You could like make bases <laughs> somehow, which yes. I think became like, they're like, Oh, we should just make team fortress. <laughs> oh, team fortress. They should have made team fortress because team fortress is amazing. I actually, that's one of the games I want to start playing, Team Fortress 2. It's fun. Yeah, the crazy thing for me is that 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 entire game is based on a mod of an existing game. Like, 
that blows my mind. I guess Counter Strike though is the same thing. Like Counter Strike, when Counter Strike Source came out, it's Counter Strike itself was just a mod of Half Life. So some dude made it. All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah but uh, Counter Strike sucks, and Team Fortress Two does not. Oh, <laughs> snap! All right. Well, we could get into that. Maybe next week we'll have a little uh, little debate about that. I'm not a big fan of the Counter Strike, but that's because I'm really bad at it. And Team Fortress is a lot of fun to play, but I also played old school Team Fortress like that was my first game. So I think I'm totally biased in in both directions to agree with you. I'm not the person to pick a fight with. <laughs> um. All right. Well, let's move on. Rev, what was your week like? Tried to take it easy for the most part. I was able to finish two games. I finally finished Dawn of War 2, the single-player campaign, which was cool because I finished that with uh, Pete, who was on our podcast last week for PAX, I believe. Um, we, uh, You can co-op the, the single-player campaign. Um, so I guess it can't be called single-player anymore. But that yeah, was really fun. And then I finished... Oh, I purchased... Braid, which is a side-scrolling adventure game, an indie game, and it was $5 on Steam this weekend. No longer $5, so too bad so sad. Oh, I should have bought it. You should have bought it. I know. And so I played and finished that. It is genius, that game. It's worth the $15, and I feel bad for you because now you're never going to buy it until it's $5 again. That's true. (laughs) <laughs> so that was uh in terms of geekiness that was my week well it sounds pretty good i guess we could just go straight to zach what did you do this week sir what was what was geeky about your week uh not too much i uh, actually went to the uh, top of my closet and broke out the old Yu-Gi-Oh cards and um decided to play some with my friends on this online program they use i guess it's, it's pretty fun a little rusty but uh it's kind of awesome that's I cool. Also, I didn't know that they had an like an online. Well, it's like, not official. It's not it's, like. Oh, okay. Not by Konami. It's just <laughs> like some random. I don't know. Some guy made it or something. I don't know. Does it but have the library of all the cards, or do you just does. fill in the stats? Wow, that's crazy. It has a library of all the cards, but the game doesn't do anything for you. So you have to like draw when your turn starts, and you have to right. um, remember what traps you have down and all that. It's a. Uh, it's just like playing in real life, except. On the internet, you know that's how we play Dungeons and Dragons, which I'm still waiting for the invite on. I know we haven't played <sighs> since like two weeks ago. Yeah, what? whatever. That's a true statement. Actually, yeah. special case. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I started listening to this podcast, I've been wanting to you know actually try D and D because I've never done it before. So I think it'd be really fun to get together with a bunch of friends and just get drunk and. That's the way to do it. But I also, uh, there's this game that I played back in my formative years, back in like junior high, um, called Knox. And it was like a Diablo 2 knockoff, like a poor man's Diablo 2, and I just found that again. And it's amazing. I never played that. I knew of it, but I never played it. So it was good? Yeah. I mean, what more can I say? Uh, other than like wizard soccer, soccer, so it's yeah, it's pretty interesting. Is that like cow level? <laughs> um, well, it's not hidden. 
It's just like a. <laughs> it's just right out there. The wizard soccer is easily accessible. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of the multiplayer options. Nice. Well, I mean, the box art. Just I, I googled it and looked at the album art. It looks awesome. It's like a dude. Like, oh, I have magics. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's like a guy that gets teleported back into the uh, magic times. I guess. He's like sitting in his trailer park drinking Mountain Dew. Oh, that's that's <laughs> very like Ultima. Ultima. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a, a Diablo slash Ultima knockoff. And I'm okay with that. It's acceptable. Well, that sounds like fun. Um, all right. Well, that's, that's pretty much our week. So we're going to move on to the news. We have some funny news items. And uh, our, our guest was able to contribute one, which I think is really interesting and should give us something to talk about. Uh, apparently, word on the street, and by the street, I mean Reuters.com, is that the Ellen DeGeneres show is big stealers. And uh, they're being sued by four of the world's largest um, record labels for using more than a thousand songs without permission. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? All they do is play them for her to dance, though. And Kevin watches the show. Awesome. <laughs> I've seen it a few times. Whatever, dude. You know you TiVo it. No. no don't. I'm going to come over to your house and check your schedules. Do it. You don't know where I live. Oh, I do what? Not. Dang it. Okay. Well, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're probably just sampling and, and all that. But I think the, the thing that we're probably seeing here is that Ellen's production company has probably worked with these record labels in the past and has probably had no issues with getting access to songs and stuff. And either something happened in this relationship or they, I don't, I mean, I don't know. They, they obviously something has gone completely off the rails if they're being, if they're serving them with papers, you know, it's like gotten to this point, but um, <laughs> it's a funny, it's a funny story. What do you guys think about, the example maybe that this is setting it. for her. Maybe they did it because they found out that she was going to be on American Idol. Oh, they were like, it oh. could be. I don't know. I don't see why that would happen. Yeah, I don't know. I just <laughs> thought it was a good, like... I mean, they had it in the news article. A good potential. Obviously, it's 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 important. Oh, yeah, obviously. For our listeners. I don't know why she is going to be on American Idol. Well... Did you see her, Kev? You saw her on Dancing with the Stars, right? Or, I did. Sorry, so you think you can she dance? She was funny. She was funny, yeah. but she, she was funny. She was because she's a comedian. Like that's her thing. She's supposed yeah. to be funny. But was she a good judge of the dancing? You know, I I don't think that they're going to have her on there to be a good judge of the singing. I think right. she's on there purely for comedy, comic relief. I can see that. Although I think they're probably like, oh, we don't really want to replace uh, what's her name, Paula Abdul, yeah. Paula. And we need to bring more substance to the show in that being comedy. So they're like, she was great on So You Think You Can Dance. Let's try her out. She was pretty funny on So You Think You Can Dance, yeah. I will say. All right. Well, Zach, what do you think about this story? You brought it to the table. Um, well, just a note on the American Idol thing. I think they there's going to be four judges this season. Cause I think they've already got someone to replace Paula as like the professional musician like judge. So I think that's happening, oh. but um, I don't know. Just the best part of the story, in my opinion, is um, when the representatives of, of her show were confronted about stealing music, they said they did not roll that way. As far as like getting licenses are concerned, 
And I thought that was amazing. That's awesome. If you think about it in the context of like their response to a to a fully legal query about what they're doing, yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> we all roll that way. We actually that's not how we roll. Uh it's great. So so what's really funny about that is then the the representative the the lawyer says I'm going to read a quote from the article. As sophisticated consumers of music, defendants knew fully well that, regardless of the way they rolled under the Copyright Act, they needed a license to use the sound recordings lawfully. That is awesome. <laughs> oh, lawyers, you guys crack me up. So, uh, that's a very funny story. I, I don't know. I think it's probably going to all get resolved before it ever sees the, the light of a courtroom, but... Funny to Most see someone. Likely. Funny to see someone make a huge misstep like that. So, moving on to the next news item, it looks like there are some rumors, and by rumors I mean um, Harrison Ford talked about it. Uh, some speculation about a potential Indiana Jones uh, five movie being talked about or in the works, or I don't know. Rev, you found the article. Can you give us the rundown? Uh, basically, it's just Karen Alley, Karen Allen. I don't know. And Harrison Ford uh, were kind of just talking about, oh, yeah, people are working on it, kind of Steven Spielberg, he wants to do it, and we've got plans and stuff like that. And so my, I, I guess the reason why it's interesting is uh, why not? Like these movies, in terms of money, I mean, you have in the notes that it grossed $786 million worldwide in E4. Why wouldn't they just keep making them and and i say why not i mean they made four uh x-men in what eight years and two of those were terrible and they still made money true story yeah i mean the the production cost of indiana jones 4 was 185 million dollars which is crazy but it pulled in $786 million, which is also crazy. So it's like, you know, the profit's there. And that's not even dealing with merchandising or licensing or residuals for Disneyland after that. So um, the question, I think, is a solid one. Why not? <laughs> Do you Other guys... than, I mean, they're just continually raping my childhood. But, I mean, if it's good, then I guess I can't complain. Well, the last one wasn't really good. That's false. It was fine. It, it didn't suck. It, I was, you guys. it was fine, you but it I wasn't it. like... I enjoyed it. You liked it until the end. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I was like, aliens, really? I mean, seriously? What? Zombie Jews, really? Come on. Uh, that's a good point. But still, they got in the ship. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what I said was, what I said at the time that I originally saw it was, um, it was an Indiana Jones movie. Like, Indiana Jones movies are a little bit campy, and the plot lines are sort of ridiculous. And if you can roll with it, it's a good, fun adventure. But it's not like amazing. So if you, yeah, if, I guess if you go to see an Indiana Jones movie, expect to see an Indiana Jones movie, and you'll be satisfied. And that's um, I'll have to expect that when I see it because I'll have to admit I have not seen it yet. Ooh, oh no. man, what? I know, I know. The what? You know, it's tough when... I don't want to hear it, dude. I uh, saw that movie, I, and I have a I kid. Have, I have no excuses, really. You don't. I, nope. <laughs> I bet Randy saw it even, and you haven't seen it. No, she has not seen it. That's that's my main hindrance, is because I can't... She doesn't like to go to movies, so it's either alone or with you guys, and 
It's on video. Well, I guess I can do it, but you then I'll have the to find time you. when she's not here to watch it. She oh, can't man. watch it? <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully she will not listen to this podcast. All right. She doesn't listen to podcasts. Thank goodness. It makes you wonder why you buy them iPods, doesn't it? To listen to music? Nah, whatever. So moving on to the next news item. <laughs> Uh, uh, Star Wars Galaxy is a game that we all know and love, a game that we have played, a game that we have terrible, painful memories of. Uh, apparently, they added zombies to it. Or adding zombies. In they're, they're adding zombies in October. Because it's October, and just sprinkle some zombies on there. <laughs> I don't even have anything to say about this. It's just so ridiculous. I mean, that game jun- jumped the shark in, like, 2003, so... The Which fact that like, when it came out, right? Yeah. So the fact that it's still out there and they're still like devoting development resources to trying to make it playable and enjoyable, I think is a little bit ridiculous. It and is th- kind of ridiculous. The funny thing is, is that I was I actually found the real news article, and it's only like a short mission. Like it's like six quests or something like that. Wow, yeah. six quests of zombies. Yeah, so yeah. it's like adding zombies to um, Call of Duty, I guess. Kind of. Mm. You could play it less. <laughs> All right, and the last news item is actually one that um, I think, as a culture, we have a tendency to look at celebrities and kind of set them up as as something aside from human beings. And while they may be different than we are, they're certainly people too. So. Um, I say with a heavy heart that Patrick Swayze passed away this week and uh, our condolences go out to his family and to his friends. Anytime somebody somebody dies, that's kind of a little tragedy, definitely a tragedy to the people who are immediately connected to that person. So um, we don't joke about that. And that's not not the kind of thing that we joke about. But we will say, um, Rev, I mean, I know this is all you, and you, you actually introduced me to this. <laughs> you introduced me to this movie, and uh, so it uh, is. Everyone dirty should dancing? go out. Dirty Dancing. <laughs> no, yes, Dirty Dancing, quite <laughs> slightly. No, everyone needs to go out and rent or purchase Red Dawn and pretend that you're like an eight-year-old, and you'll love it. You'll yeah. love it to death. You will. And Patrick Swayze was in it. I did that when I was like 18, and I loved it to death, so... Totally doable. Russians invading the United States and like teenagers kill them. Amazing. I'll have to check it out. I think I have seen that one when I was a youngster, a wee little lad. But <laughs> I'll have to rent it and uh, Netflix it and check it out to see if I wouldn't I be surprised it. if it's streaming. But who knows? I was gonna say it sounds like an instant watch uh, movie. Oh, if it is, you need to watch it because it's just great. All right, so our condolences to the families. Uh, that is that is a loss for everybody, but um, some really cool stuff that we can go back and look at and just remember the impact that Patrick Swayze had on our lives. I never thought I would say that sentence. Ah, well, before we move on to the sort of discussion portion of the show, I had mentioned that Zach was a listener, and I want to I wanna kind of underscore the fact that part of the vision of this podcast is not just to speak to the geek community, but it's also to involve the community. We are geeks, and the reason that we do a podcast is to to talk to people, and we want to really be able to bring people on and to get people to share their perspectives and to get people to share what they're passionate about. So 
that is that's why Zach is here, and I think it's awesome. I'm really excited. Zach, I wanted to ask you, how'd you hear about the podcast, and how long have you been listening, and what do you hate about the podcast? <laughs> what do you hate? <laughs> um, well, my friend Audrey, who you all know, I guess, uh, Lousy Game on Twitter, uh, known her for a while. She told me about your podcast, and I started listening to it, and it's pretty amazing. I've been listening for, ooh, I don't know, since... Hilarity came out, maybe. I think that's when I went back and downloaded every single episode and started for uh, started from the first one. And I love it. It's it's awesome. Well, what do you you have to tell us what you hate about it? Though. <laughs> um, what I hate about it, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of good uh, like geek stuff, obviously, but stuff I don't know about because I'm I'm a little younger than you guys, so I don't know about all the. The books you guys read back in the '80s, whenever the hell you grew up, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's it's interesting. You know, I'm gonna check out some of the stuff that you recommend, definitely, because I'm an I'm an avid reader. I said uh, like six times just now, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm keeping a tally. <laughs> At the end, we're gonna whip you that amount of times. So mm. I, I guess we have to say thanks to Audrey for bringing a listener on board who wanted to contribute and wanted to jump on the podcast with us. So let's let's head on into the main portion of the show. And we've got three awesome topics for you guys today. And the first topic dedicated to Zach is the console wars. It has been, depending on which console you're talking about, either two or three years since the release of these consoles. And I am talking about the latest generation. And when I say the latest generation, I mean the Xbox 360, the Nintendo Wii, and the... Uh, what was yes, PS3. Oh, the PS3. That's what it. I forgot I what it was called. Who makes Who makes the PS3? I, I believe it's Dreamcast. Yeah. <laughs> Dreamcast. <laughs> that's them, oh, right? Oh, Dreamcast. Uh, all right. Crazy so. Taxi. That's all I'll say. <laughs> that game was awesome. <laughs> so, see, man. Oh, what we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. What we wanted to talk about was what each of these consoles has brought to the table because there there were console wars up until you know the recent history up until this most recent generation and the wars were all about leapfrogging technology in some way but it wasn't it wasn't the kind of innovation that the consumer could really appreciate we had the N64 which was amazing 3D all this stuff and then from the time of the N64 until until really until these consoles started to come out this this latest batch all we saw were refinements. We saw um, improvements to graphics. We saw all this stuff, but we didn't really see big changes. And I want to take a couple minutes to talk about how this most recent batch of, of, of um, consoles has really just changed things up, what, what their defining features are. And if you're going to go out and buy them, like what's the number one standout thing that each of them has to, has to bring? So if I could start with Rev... And Rev, did you want to hit up like the Xbox angle? Because I know you've got a like gamer score of fifty thousand or something. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is, we just hired somebody with a gamer score of like five times as much as me, and I'm kind of like, I'm like, how do I relate with this guy? He plays more games than I do. I didn't know there was anyone like that. <laughs> um, well, I was when you were. He looked like a bit of a gamer, by the way. Yeah, he did. He seems cool, though. We'll find out. So. Uh, um, uh, or, um, when you're talking about all of the 
consoles, I was thinking back to the Xbox uh, release TV show. I don't know if anyone remembers that, where they had a uh, what's his name Frodo. Uh, what's his name? Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood come up and be like, "Hey, check out this Xbox. It's pretty sweet." Um, and I just had all these memories of all of the oh. Xbox is going to be lame, and then, oh, PS3 is going to be lame, and then, oh, Nintendo, they're stupid, their GameCube sucked, and they're never going to make a good console again, they're going to go out of business. Oh, but they make a bunch of money. So the the whole, like, hubbub about all the consoles, thinking back on it now, is kind of funny, and especially because I just saw an article today about uh, Microsoft reiterating, no, we don't need an Xbox 3, we're fine where we're at this and that, and I kind of expect that with the economy, but uh, I don't know, I, I I want to get past the console war, but at the same time, I want innovation, and I want things to continue to grow, so I don't know where I'm at. Yeah, th- know, Those are my thoughts. We know that it's the competition that brings the innovation, so we, we have to have that. Really. Really. Really, really. So, Zach, why? What what does the PS3 have that really stands out aside from that awesome um, Planet, player. Planet Earth special? <laughs> it's funny that you brought that up because I, I don't even have an HD TV, so I guess I can't really <laughs> utilize the PS3. I guess not. But um, you know, uh, I've I got an Xbox 360 the day it came out, so I've been there, done that, and I actually bought it. Took it home, didn't work, took it back, got another one. So I PS3 doesn't fail as much as the 360. That's that's a fact. That's true. So I mean that's one of the major things it has going for it. Uh, another would be the free uh, online like multiplayer service, the PS PSN or PlayStation Network. It doesn't cost a thing unless you buy games or you know add-ons. But um the three sixty is what, fifteen? Fifteen bucks a month, I think. Uh, it's like seven ninety nine for gold. I yeah, believe. eight bucks a month. Uh, all right. Yeah. Still, either way, zero minus seven. Yeah. Is eight. Um. Boy, <laughs> 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 oh, you are awesome at math. All right. So, what what else have you got for me on the PS3? Well, if you're a guy like me and you, you throw lots of uh, content on your console, uh, the PS3 does have a completely upgradable hard drive, unlike the 360. I mean, I guess you can't upgrade it, but only to, what, up to 120 gigs, and it's like a buttload of money, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, I would totally agree with you on that. I'm sitting here on 20 gigs on my <laughs> Xbox, and so I'm like deleting stuff left Horrible. and right whenever I download stuff. and. I, I remember on my PlayStation 2, you could buy the little whatever to plug any hard drive you wanted into it, which was kind of cool. And I is PS3 the same way? Well, the PS3 just uses a uh, 2.5-inch laptop hard drive. So, yeah, you can uh, just pick up one of those and pop it in. It. Yep. That's not bad. It also has a Bluetooth going for it, too, which, I mean... I'm sure you all have uh, Bluetooth headsets. You don't have to go out and buy a, a headset to play online games with your friends and talk to them at the same time. Uh, it's got the built-in 802.11 BNG. Wow. 
Wi-Fi adapter. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the yeah. Xbox One's a hundred bucks. Yeah, which is, is exactly. You yeah. can you can work around that, but yeah, it is definitely a hundred dollars. I mean, yeah, you can go. You could do like the just Ethernet cable, but you know, who wants to have a cable stretching across your living room? Well, that's the case for me at least. I don't know how it's <laughs> set up. Uh, the good thing about UVerse is the box has an extra port that you can plug, which I have my Xbox plugged into. <laughs> and it happens to be right by your computer. You mean what? Or TV. What? Yes. Where am I? Who? My TV. Hello. Ah, <laughs> uh, Will Wheaton. So anyway. <laughs> um, I still right. need to watch that episode, by the way. Oh, listen to, because it's amazing. Or listen to. Uh, so where was I? Uh, yeah, Zach. So that's compelling. I mean, I'm not hearing uh, what I'm hearing again are a bunch of refinements, you know, but I still think your console is retarded. So what are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, Sony did uh, mess up as far as, I guess, marketing for the PS3 and made no one in America want to buy it. Um, but it's I think it's a better product like all around because I, I have like six or seven friends that all have PS3s. So it's not a, a problem for me that I guess most people would have that no one else has a PS3 that they know. So right. I can get on with my friends and play games all day, you know. Oh, must be nice. I, I have a question for you. And actually, first, I have a, a uh, I guess, kind of condone or what, I don't know what the word is. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dictionary backwards. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, I think the PlayStation 3 in of itself, the technology that goes into it, because I've followed all this pretty much the whole, all the years, and uh, I would say that the PlayStation 3 is definitely a superior piece of technology. Um, I think, and I've always said this about Sony, their problem is their software. Um, They have great hardware, they seem to put stuff together, they they really invest a lot of money in terms of their um, like their PlayStation in terms of more money goes into it than they sell it for, which always is better for the consumer. But when it comes down to the software, they kind of lack in terms of other devices. They until the uh, PlayStation three and the PSP PlayStation portable, they never updated anything. And Microsoft, from the early get-go with Xbox, they're like, oh, dang, we could update this thing over the internet. And that kind of started building this whole Xbox Live thing. If you can like think hard about it, this notion that we could send anything we want to the consoles. And that's why they got out the gate with Live sooner. And, and uh, they got people uh, networking together sooner, which is kind of why I think Xbox has been more successful in the United States and actually has started making a foothold, if you can call it that, in Japan. So to give you credit, PlayStation 3 is definitely a superior piece of technology, but it's kind of like you can't buy a Mac and play all the PC games unless you install Windows on it. You know, that's that's the problem in that Everyone has adopted, or I know that there's lots of PlayStation 3s out there, but more of my friends have adopted Xbox. And so that's why I went Xbox, 
even though I still want a PlayStation. Oh, and then I have my question is, uh, what are the top three PlayStation 3 exclusives that you would cho choose? Uh, do they have to be out already, or...? Uh, well, within the next six months, I would say. Uh, or obviously <laughs> out or or soon to be out. Well, next year is going to be pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the PlayStation if, Three came out. I just want to everybody in January of two thousand seven. Well, I mean, I say there are some Xbox games that were were announced the first year Xbox three hundred and sixty was out, and they are still not out. That's so. true. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, first off, screw you. I will. Uh, <laughs> all right, then you can take it. So since you can obviously take it, I'm just going to drive my point home. The PS3 was released in January of 2007, and you're saying that some good games will finally come out in 2010. I didn't mean it like that. There's already I'm just, lots I'm of not, good games that are PS3 exclusives, because <laughs> if you look at my favorite like series of games ever, um, Metal Gear Solid 4 is, at least right now, a PS3 exclusive, so... Suck it. Um, oh, well played, <laughs> well back. played, sir. It's amazing, by the way, for those of you who haven't played it, which is probably none of you. I've played the old one. I haven't played four yet. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> Killzone 2 is really good. Really I hear good. that's good. And that's out already. Um, it doesn't look anything like the cinematic at E3 they played, uh, I don't know, whenever that was. <laughs> that was like just ridiculously awesome looking, but... It looks really, really good, and it, it plays really amazing. Uh, I don't really like console first-person shooters, but you know, I'll go with Halo and I'll go with Killzone Two. All right, cool. As far as coming out, God of War Three. You got to mention that because oh, I, I really enjoy God of War. I don't know if either Kev or Dave, if you played God of War, it's definitely a fun game. You get to run around and kill things. Diablo S kind <laughs> so, of I, and then the bosses are kind of like they're like puzzles, right? They're like kind of puzzle button mashing cinematics almost, but you so, have to be on your feet. Is that third person? Yeah. I'll have to give it a try cuz I am not a fan of first person on console. Oh, I I'm, I'm not either, but it's cuz I'm real bad at it. Me too. I know my limitations. I have tried and failed many times at Halo. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I do want to... Metal Gear Solid, that's the one that it's like Splinter Cell, right? Uh, no. Splinter Cell is like Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> well played. All right, fair enough. So those are some good games. I want to take the opposite end of the spectrum from you guys, actually, and I appreciate everything that you've both said about... Um, the PS3, I agree with you, uh, Zach, and I agree with you, Rev, about the PS3 being probably the better piece of hardware. And Rev, since we started messing around with Vio laptops, I think we've agreed that Sony has some serious issues with follow-through. Yes. Um, <laughs> they can release a product, but then they just fall apart after they've gotten it out the door. So with all that said... Um, I want to point to a technologically inferior product that has outstripped both of these lovely consoles, and that is my very own, close to my heart, the Nintendo Wii. And uh, the reason that the Wii is doing so well is 
exactly what we've seen from Nintendo on several occasions, and it is their commitment to innovation. So what the Wii really brought was a whole a whole new idea about controls, a whole new idea about how humans can interface with games. And they implemented that concept, maybe not flawlessly, but pretty well. And then they continued to build on it after the initial release, where now they've got the balance board that's out. They support third-party hardware that is usable and can be made and, you know, however you want to do it. Um, this is a console that, you know, from a graphic standpoint, it's not a huge leap beyond the GameCube, which was out, what, 10 years ago? I mean, it's a nice jump, but we're not talking mammoth here. Uh, it's definitely not as beefy as the Xbox 360. Definitely not as beefy as the PS3 by any means. And the types of games that you can play on it are still beautiful. Uh, Zelda Twilight Princess being probably one of the most beautiful uses of that hardware so far. And the the engagement that you get with those games is, depending on how obnoxious the developers are, it can be really intense and it can involve... Um, you can get really engaged because of the way that you interface with the hardware, and it's different. And I know that the PS3 has some motion-sensitive kind of stuff in some of its controls, which is cool. Um, but nobody did it like Wii, and I don't know. It just shows that you don't necessarily need, if you have a big idea, and you're able to deliver on that idea, and that idea is the kind of thing that appeals to a large group of people, you don't need to be the best hardware. You don't need to have the best networking. We know that the Wii does not have very good online play. You have to get the friend code, you have to do all this nonsense, jump through a lot of hoops. It's kind of a pain, and their games really aren't developed very well for online play either, but... They've still sold more units than either the Xbox 360 or the PS3 in the same time frames. I think it has a lot to do with their marketing, too, because they not only market that system to kids or to gamers, but they also market it to kids and families. That's true. Which I think pushes it up there quite a bit. And you have to look at the price point, too. Yeah, the price point is pretty good. And apparently it's going to be cheaper. One ninety nine starting in a few weeks. So I'm just gonna say that uh, Wii wins, and I'm awesome. I think <laughs> I, I think Microsoft got it right when the Wii first came out. They said uh, you're gonna need two consoles, and the second console is the Wii. Yes, absolutely. Because, like you said, the Wii is just not. It, it's barely more powerful than the GameCube, and. It's got all the games we love in terms of Nintendo, but I mean, this is the way I see it. I walk, I, I always walk up to the games aisle whenever I go to Target, right? And for the longest time before the which is came every out, day, yeah, it's like every day. No, <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to save some money, so it's only been like once every couple weeks. <laughs> so uh, walking into the games aisle, what five years ago? The GameCube section was this eensy, like barely full width cabinet with all the good games from like two years ago that they know that they can sell if someone comes in and they have a GameCube. And now that aisle is dominated by Wii games. But I'm more interested in the Xbox and PlayStation games because when I look at the Wii games, for some reason my mind thinks do I want to risk my 50 bucks on this game when I know that I'm going to like the $60 that I spent on a PlayStation or Xbox game? So I don't know. I don't know what it is. Cause I know like I will buy a game 
buy Nintendo. I'll buy I'll buy the Metroid trilogy, even though I own one of them. I'll buy the new Mario game because my wife likes Mario, uh, and she'll play it with me. I'll buy all of the Zelda games because it's kind of in my genes to buy Zelda games. But am I going to buy the third-party title that I've never heard of that looks kind of cool, but when I bought a couple kind of cool games on the GameCube, they kind of sucked. So that's my problem with the Wii. Even though the first-party titles are excellent, the third-party titles are just kind of... Like, there's good ones, but then there's really bad ones. Like, Steven Spielberg can't make a blockbuster game, so... And that's why I sold my Guitar Hero for Wii when I got my Xbox and rebought the one for Xbox. Because of the downloadable content. Right, the DLC is really compelling, and the other thing is the achievements are really compelling on the Xbox. So Yeah, what is that about our generation <laughs> that achievements... we need to achieve? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Zach, why do we need to achieve? Uh, I don't know. But the PS3 does have achievements, too. Ah, trophies. Curse you, Graham. <laughs> trophies. <laughs> and there <laughs> is an iPhone app for it. it. Wait, is there, it by Sony? There's an iPhone app for the PS3? For the trophies, as well as one for achievements, to look at your achievements for the Xbox. You can just go to the website. I know that works. Well, that, that's true. You can just turn on your Xbox. Sorry. It's right there. Well, in case you're wondering what the name and description of the achievement trophy you wanted, you were just got. <laughs> that you were just going to brag about to your coworkers? Well, because, okay, this is the stupid thing about the Xbox, or just live in general, because they have it for the PC as well, and a few games. You get an achievement, and it's like, oh, you got this achievement. But sometimes they give you like three achievements in a row, especially when you end a game. You have no idea what those achievements are until you go into the games page, and you look at the achievement, you scroll down, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of retarded. They don't give you the description. So I was playing Dawn of War 2, and it's on the PC. I didn't want to tab out, so I went to uh, the website on my phone to see what the achievements I got were. Because they give you the title, but it's like, Epic Guardsman. And you're like, what What does that mean? So, well, that, that sounds useful. All right, moving on. So consoles, you should buy one. We're not going to tell you which one to buy, but make sure it's the Xbox 360. Buy all of them. Moving on. <laughs> PS3, yes. Moving on to the next question. This was a question posed by my uh, brother-in-law, and he asked, if you could buy only one game, and I believe his specific question was for the PC, but I'm going to broaden it a little bit. So we'll start with the PC. If you could buy only one game for the PC... Uh, what would that game be with no limiters, no preconditions, whatever? So let's just go. Kev, what would it be for you? Uh, For PC? Well, I have all the games that I could buy. But what if you could only buy one? Ever? <laughs> I have I all the games only that... <laughs> buy one. Yep. It would probably be WoW. Fair enough. Rev? Or StarCraft Two when it comes out. Oh. Could I buy, like, a pack of games? Uh, you could buy a pack of one game by Do itself. Do I have the internet? I, battle chest. <laughs> no, no Do battle I have chests. The internet? Uh, you can buy anything that you could buy from anywhere that you could buy one thing. What's my objective? To have fun. <laughs> like for a pro- prolonged period of time? Or are we talking about like a week? 
Well, I mean, if it's your only game, I would hope it would last for more than a week. See, that's it's not fair because you have to go to an MMO. Does that's the true. game have to exist? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you going to make one up right now? Because that's pretty cool. Well, not really, but kind of. Well, see, uh, StarCraft 2 is not going to be an MMO, but it's going to have so... Well, from what we hear, it's going to have so much downloadable content that it may last for years. All right, so Zach, what's what's your answer to the question? You could buy one game, what would it be? So is this just for PC or...? Right now, just for PC, yeah. Okay, um, I, I don't know. I don't really game on my computer anymore because it sucks, but... Uh... Diablo three, I guess, would have to be nice. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna really argue with you on that one. That's pretty cool. Um, for me, I would probably, I would probably go with WoW just for the prolonged for the lulls, for the lulls, for the prolonged enjoyment. I mean, you just can't beat that value, you know. Well, my my like, I think if the question would be kind of massaged a little, you'd have to give it like a a money limit too because with wow you have to pay 15 bucks a month which i'm not complaining but paying them 15 dollars a month allows them to make you a whole game add-on every six months which you have to pay them for 40 dollars for if it's blizzard (laughs) (laughs) so so if if i was given like a money limit i would probably choose more like a Diablo or a Fallout Three or something like that. that yeah. Or or an Oblivion that gave me a lot, a lot, a lot of hours right. gameplay. So let's kick it over then to um, let's kick it over to the consoles and I'll answer first on this one since I took it last. Since I answered last. Um, I'm gonna go with Mass Effect Two. If I had the Xbox or had, consoles in general, uh, just let any console, whatever your console of choice is. Um, obviously, for me, that would be the Xbox, and Mass Effect 2 would be the game. So, um, what about you, Rev? Um, I saw you wrote Assassin's Creed on here. That's really good, but I don't... Yeah, it's, I don't know. it's amazing. I really love it. And I, if Assassin's Creed 2, if there was enough information about it for me to be confident that it's going to be better than Assassin's Creed... I would say that, but there's no information about it except that it's going to come out. So... <laughs> I don't know. You know, I I'm gonna have to shout out to this is this is not a fully formed response, but I'm gonna have to give like a nod to Grand Theft Auto in, in terms of how much gameplay is there, because that's kind of a, an important thing for me, especially after playing World of Warcraft, where you, there's hours and hours, endless hours of game, or any MMO, there's endless hours of content there. Um, the the single player games slash multiplayer that give you a lot of content to play with is really kind of bring them up in my list a lot because it's kind of important. I mean, you're spending 50 bucks or 60 bucks and if the single player campaign or storyline is only eight or 12 hours long and there's like barely any multiplayer to speak of, even if that gameplay was awesome, if I spent 50 or 60 bucks on it, then not so much. But but in the same token, if it's 5 or $10, then it's totally worth it. Right. So. Well, yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, you do have to kind of look at the cost and the amount that you get out of it. Like, Fable is a lot of fun, but if I could only buy one game, I wouldn't buy Fable because you beat it in eight hours, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, Zach, what about you? What what one console game would you purchase? Well, I'm going to cheat and pick one imaginary one that I wish existed or <laughs> will exist in the near future. All right. And then a real one. So my real one is going to have to be The Last Guardian uh, for the PS3. It's by the guy that did Shadow of the Colossus and Eco. And Ooh, nice. I don't know anything about it, really, but it just looks... It's amazing. I know it's going to be amazing. Um, and the imaginary game would have to be Kingdom Hearts 3, because, oh, I love me some Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> so much. Now, I never played Kingdom Hearts. Give me the rundown. Why, what did you enjoy about it? Uh, just, I don't know. It's so different. Like, it's an RPG that, you know... Uh, encompasses like the, the Disney universe and Final Fantasy with some like original characters thrown in there and then um, and it's just I don't know I didn't really like the first uh, Kingdom Hearts alright well we, we lost Zach and then we got him back so thank goodness but we're we're, uh, we're just going to move hey, on to Zach's the... back Zach's back we're going to move on to the uh, next topic which is actually the last topic that we have to discuss tonight and that is something that I am a huge fan of. Uh, if you if you know me at all, you know that my favorite author is Neil Gaiman. And you, if you know Neil Gaiman at all, uh, you know that he has a white German Shepherd and he keeps bees. And if you don't know that, Interesting. You're, you're just weird. But um, he wrote this cool little story called Coraline, which is about a girl who moves into a house and finds a secret door. And this little little story that he wrote was... Um, adapted to film by a man named Henry Selleck, who was actually the creator of Nightmare Before Christmas. And uh, the way the story goes is, back when Nightmare Before Christmas was being made, Tim Burton brought the poem and the original sketches of the characters, and then he kind of left and went off to do weird Tim Burton-y things. And Tom Selleck created this entire claymation world. He got the music all put together. He created what we know as The Nightmare Before Christmas, and then right before the movie was released, like a month before it was released, Disney decided to market it as Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, which is why Tim Burton is so strongly associated with the film, aside from the fact that you know he was the, the original um, idea guy behind it. But Selleck is the one who did all the animation, who was the director on the film, who brought all the pieces together. So if you loved Nightmare Before Christmas and you want to see something that came from the same mind that a lot of that the cool like the way the shots are laid out and all that stuff and i remember for christmas you should go see Coraline. i think i've actually talked about this on a podcast before or i've talked to jay about it um you should go see Coraline, and it's out on dvd but what was really exciting what i actually want to talk about is that i received the Coraline dvd for christmas and when i got our no it was for my birthday which was just this past month um when I got the DVD, I got like the collector's edition or whatever off of Amazon, and it was great. But I looked at it, and it has a couple discs, and it has exactly what you would expect. It's got the DVD, it's got the additional features, and then I'm going through all the documentation. It also came with some 3D glasses, because they have the 3D version on the DVD as well, which is great. So you can watch it in 2D and 3D, and it comes with the glasses. The thing that kind of blew my mind, though, is that the DVD comes with a digital download, so you can put the DVD disk in your computer and it has a file that you can essentially pull off onto your computer and you can watch in Windows Media Player or you can import it to your iPhone. And to me this is this is such a big deal because for years now record companies 
and movie companies have been going out of their way to make it more difficult to get data off of disks. They've been encrypting data. They've been securing it with weird codecs and stuff that make it more and more difficult for us to pull the information off of the disk and digitalize it. And now we see a DVD released with a digital version that's pre-set up, pre-configured to be pulled right off the disk. Um, kind of blows my mind. I'm excited because it seems like they're realizing finally that they're not really stopping anyone who's determined by doing this and that this this digital version, this digital copy is actually something that's appealing to consumers. So what I want to ask is, is that something that would interest you guys at all? I know I'm excited about it, but I don't know if I'll actually use it. Do you think you would use a digital download version of your DVDs if you had those available to you? Well, uh, I will say that Blue Harvest, the Family Guy Star Wars, I believe that was the first one to do that, or close to the first one. And I don't know if you'll have to tell me, I don't know if you've tried it yet, you'll have to tell me, the Blue Harvest, it allows one single uh, extraction or uh, application of that license to one single person. So I applied it to um, the iTunes that was set up on the computer I use to pull it onto my iPhone. And it happened to be Jennifer's iTunes. And so now I can never play Blue Harvest on my iPhone because my iPhone normally syncs with my iTunes account, not hers. So the, all of that copy protection is still there. Um, so I wonder, if, I, I'm curious to see if, this was two years ago, so I'm curious to see if Coraline is the same way. Yeah, I will um, let you know the answer to that question. Well, thank you, sir, for <laughs> letting me know in the future. I don't know, but did you actually look at the Blue Harvest digital version once you pulled it down onto iTunes? Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> when we stood in line for Indiana Jones, we watched it. And another time we watched it <laughs> on my phone. I like, I don't really stand in line that much, and I'm always the one that's driving. So it's not often that I need some kind of entertainment while I'm waiting for something. Right. And I have so much. I have like five reader. books that yeah. I own. I have my Google Reader. I have the internet in general. I have my Nintendo DS that has like a ton of games on it. I have my PSP, which has a ton of games on it. So I don't know, like right. not last on my list, but near the end of my list is remembering, Oh, I should put some kind of video content <laughs> on my phone, on my phone. <laughs> Cause I, I do have, I have frisky dingo, which is a adult swim. Uh, cartoon. Yeah, I have that on my iPhone, but I've watched them all, and they're not that funny. So, so you're not they're not they're not getting a lot of replay. No, but I mean, if I was taking the the bus or the train to work every day, oh, yeah. I think I would definitely be interested in that. Absolutely, because right now I listen podcast. to books in my car for books that people have suggested to me, but I don't have enough respect for the books to actually read them. For one reason or another. And they usually end up being really good books. Like Anathem and 
restoring, which, oh, I finished those. Yes. Which are good. Anyways. <laughs> well, Zach, what about you? Would you use a digital download? Uh, no. Not if there's DRM involved. Um, and aside from that, I don't really see the point because I'm not going to be watching videos on my Zoom because I own one. They're awesome. Um, I, really, I just, it burns a little bit. I don't know what yeah, just pound, happened. Better than the iPod Classic. That's all I'm going to say. We're done. Um, but I don't really sit around for long periods of time without anything to do where I can just like watch movies and stuff. So if I'm going to watch a movie, I'm going to sit down at home and you know pop in a movie and watch it. I'm not going to cart it around on my Zoom. You know? Yeah, I think that the recording or the MPAA motion picture group are about 10 years late on this uh, get TV shows and, and movies on your portable device because everyone has so much to do now portably. I don't know, though. I mean, if you look at when it hit real market saturation for this kind of device was only within the last couple of years. You can't just look at, let me put it this way. Nobody's doing anything for the nerds. <laughs> so if we're the early adopters and we have this stuff in our pockets for the last six or seven years, nobody cares about that, you know? Just saying is all. <laughs> all right. And then my next question about wait, this. Wait, What? Did you have input? I did. Oh, sweet. God, Do you care about his input? Sweet, God. fancy so Kevin. I, yeah, the only time I've ever needed or used, uh, like, a movie on a handheld device is when I flew to New Orleans. Like I watched two movies, well, one and a half because my iPod died, but that was before I had my iPhone. But it kind of sucks watching it at that small of a format, right? To be honest, so I don't know. I don't think I would ever really use it because I well, you could again, well, don't have that much. I don't ever sit around that long. I guess I was just going to say you could then put that on your laptop, but if you're going to do that, then you could just take some DVDs with you. That's true. So, shoot. This would be so much easier if it was like still the VCR. Then I would have such a solid, like, are <laughs> That's you what I'm like, saying. You don't yeah. want to take a VCR with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Who all here still has a VCR? I do. Nope. Not plugged I do. in. I it's own not plugged one. In. The only reason why I got it was so we could, uh, like, rip old home movies. Nice. Um, so, so then my next thing is, are we going to see more of this? Are we going to see a shift in this direction? Or do you think people just aren't going to care and it's going to die? Because if people don't care about, let's be honest, if nobody cares about the digital thing, it's a little bit extra work to do it, and it will they will stop doing it, period. Like, I think it's cool, and I hope they continue to do it, but if not enough people respond to it, if it's not a big... And all it is right now is an incentive to purchase the more expensive edition, right? But if not enough people purchase the more expensive edition, or I'm sure they have a comparison where it's like the more expensive edition in, you know, of it's this movie versus this... I Blue, guess Harvest, Blue Harvest was free, and uh, Hellboy, I want to say, if you bought it at Target, you got it, no matter what. But it was definitely on the expensive one. So, I don't know. I, I think it's going to go more towards that, or uh, I don't know if you've been following it, but Real Play 
tried releasing something that brings your DVDs into iTunes, and it kind of got it's kind of in court right now. So no one kidding. of the two is <laughs> yeah. So one one of the two is going to happen. That or everything goes digital, and our internets over the airs are going to be even better, and everything just streams, which is how it'll be in twenty years, no matter what. Hopefully five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. 20 years, hopefully five, but not going to happen. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. You can import all of your CDs into iTunes. It just makes sense that you'd be able to do it with your DVDs, but the MPAA is a lot more stringent. Like, no, you need to buy it twice. <laughs> or right. or once times. the right way. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's getting to the point where they're going to start charging you for just every time you want to watch it. Yeah. <sighs> How many people did you have there? Seven? <laughs> All right. Better. <laughs> Did your neighbor hear it through your thin apartment walls? Even better. <laughs> so, oh, somebody's leaving. Kevin, are you leaving? No, sorry. <laughs> He's going to outside. <laughs> well, you can leave because that pretty much does it for this episode of Borked. Unless you guys have any final um, contributions you want to throw in there. Nope. No. Nope. Just to recap, we had some awesome news. Um, we talked about consoles a couple of years later and what those are looking like. And you know what? From a console standpoint, guys, this is the best time to be a gamer. So go out and get one of these consoles. You're not going to be disappointed. We joke about the PS3 being crap, but whatever you get, there are awesome titles that are exclusives for that console. And if there aren't right now, there will be soon. And you're just going to have fun no matter what. So um, go out and grab one and have a lot of fun with it. Uh, we talked about cool games that you can play, and we talked about some future stuff, which is actually some of my favorite stuff to talk about, and we could, probably could do a whole podcast about future stuff, but uh, we should do that. We could call it the future one. Mm. All right. So that's it for this episode of Borked. I want to thank our very, very special guest, Zach. Thanks for coming along, and uh, thanks for putting up with my crap. I really appreciate your opinion and, and the viewpoint that you brought to the show, which we would not have gotten anywhere else. It's been a pleasure. Hope to come back soon, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll work something out. I mean, you you seem like you're you know pretty well to do. I'm sure you have some cash, so that should that should be good. <laughs> and yeah. free PlayStation games. I mean, you've got a PlayStation Three, so you must be a bala. I bought it when it was four hundred dollars. Oh snap! Oh. Look at this oh, guy. Dang. It's on my WoW account though, so I don't know. Oh, oh dang! Not worth oh. it. All right, and. That is, that is. <laughs> um, Kevin, thank you for joining us, dude. It was great to have you on the show. I'm very glad you won our little contest the other day, and we're definitely going to have you back. Um, so we thanks had a, a lot contest. for coming. <laughs> yeah, it was a contest. That's how I got on this podcast. Really? Yeah, dude. I run contests, and they're amazing. <laughs> I say sure. <laughs> well, all I have to say is 12. 12. 12 two word ups. Two beers. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for listening to this episode. We had a blast making it for you, um, despite our <laughs> my dogs and Zach falling off the universe and all kinds of issues that we had. Uh, fun was had by all. So thanks for joining us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash borkedcast. You can find us on the web at borkedcast.com. You can email we, we, at borkedproductions.com. And I'm getting ahead of myself because we have a listener email. Hey. Oh. 
that we got to read. I almost forgot. You guys were like, sweet, we get to leave. And I'm like, no, sit down. Listener email. Awesome. This is my podcast. You wait. So I'm going to read. This is uh, from a gentleman named Chris, who's a listener of ours and a good friend. And Chris says, hi, Borked Cast. I would just like to point out some observations after watching the video from Star Wars Old Republic. So he went to the site, and he said that he's noticed that the gameplay is different than current MMOs. They're usually hack and slash, and the Old Republic looks like it takes more advantage of the area that you're standing in as far as terrain to take cover, and the timing of the firefights. In addition to that, it seems like there's less focus on the health than there is on gameplay. And I saw that too. If you look at the gameplay videos, you're not seeing the health bars that you're used to. I just assumed that that was because they just took out the UI frame, and that's probably the case, but we don't know. Um, he says personally, Either that it looks, or it's not finished yet, right? Which it's not. But he says personally, it looks like LucasArts is trying to combine third-person shooter with a role-playing design. And what are your feelings on this? If this is true, does this change your guys' opinion of um, Star Wars Old Republic? I will say that I was watching the Smuggler gameplay video, and specifically some of the fights that it has. And one of the Smuggler's moves is a laser barrage that's designed to disrupt the the opponents of the Smuggler and to cause them to kind of like cease firing for a moment. So it seems like they do have some of those like sort of status effects that allow you to get the upper hand in a fight, and the Smuggler is kind of... Um, a cool character for taking advantage of those things where you're you're breaking up the fight, you're breaking up the timing, and you're giving yourself sort of the chance for an attack uh, a d- attack of opportunity if you play little Dungeons and Dragons there. Um, but I don't know what do you what do you guys think, Kev? Have you watched any of the gameplay videos? Um, no, I, I've only watched the cinematic trailer for it. Okay, so I don't know. I'm a little iffy on it just because. Because of galaxies? Yes. <laughs> and, uh, Zach, have you done any digging into the Old Republic at all? I have not, sadly. All I right. I played the Knights of the Old Republic games and love them, but... Of course. I don't know. If it's not WoW, I don't really... I don't want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he said that, like, really said... I'd... <laughs> I, I I pretty much agree with that. We've said that a couple times. And Rev, what do you what do you think about this concept of like a third person shooter slash role playing game? Um, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I really liked Master of the Republic, like everyone else. Uh, if they can, like they said at the conference, if they can give me three, five Knights of the Old Republic in one game, then that'd be awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that would be pretty cool. All right. Well, I mean, if 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 they are doing that and they're kind of changing up combat, making it a little more requires timing, requires the different classes, not necessarily in the traditional roles that we're used to seeing in the hack and slash MMOs, but in those, you know, they're they're redefining the way that combat works. So you still need these classes, and they provide vital functions for the group, but. Um, they just operate in a completely different way. I think that's cool. I didn't think about that as an option, and I think that that would be neat. So hopefully hopefully Chris is absolutely right, and that's what they're going to be doing, and we're going to see some cool stuff from them. Um, we are going to be keeping a close eye on the Old Republic, because when we grow up, we want to be Jedi. And that's pretty much it. All right, so... <laughs> Last but not least, you guys got our contact information. You got the website. I'm going to give you our Twitter accounts. Um, 
I'm going to give you mine and Rev's, and then for the other two, I'm just going to kick it over to them to tell you what their Twitter names are. But if you go to www.twitter.com forward slash CD Eagle, you will find David Eagle. And I've been tweeting a lot lately. I apologize for that. I'm going to try to cut back and focus more on geeky stuff and less on awesome songs that you should all listen to. If you go to www.twitter.com slash revoked, you will find Rev, who is the man. And if you go to uh, the site that Zach tells you about, you'll find Zach. Zach, what's your Twitter there? Uh, Twitter.com slash big underscore Zach. So follow me. And I'm I'm a follower of uh, Big Zach, and it's it's completely satisfactory. It is a... it's like a PS3 type of experience, you know? Not a lot of people do it, but those who do are satisfied with it. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Kev, what's your Twitter? Twitter.com slash particle. Awesome. Guys, this has been Borked Episode 11. Uh, we really enjoyed having you. We will talk to you next week. Until then, stay nerdy. <laughs>